Hello everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to this week's episode of Before and After the Movies. Just before we get on with the show today, I just wanted to announce that we have a new website up and running. Believe it or not, it's called BeforeAndAfterTheMovies.com and there you can find a complete archive of every episode of BAATM, that's a thing now. And there's also a section where you can make a contribution to the show if you've enjoyed listening to the podcast so far and if you're looking forward to more episodes in the future. These contributions will go to new studio and podcast equipment and basically just keep the show self-sufficient. Again, that's www.BeforeAndAfterTheMovies.com And we just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone for their love and support so far. It's the reason why we do this podcast, and it seems like people are enjoying it, so we want to keep doing many more in the future. All right, that's out of the way. Let's get on with the show. Yo, this movie's going to be a nine no matter what, dude. Oh, I don't know, Anthony. Spectre was very bad. I'm so blinded by inconsolable hype, I don't care if this movie's good or not. All right. That's for hardcore fans. Yeah, I know our producer's going to love that one. Yeah, in the comments below, uh, which two movies were those quotes from? Yeah, DM me on Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we are on doing episode 27. You know what's great about 27 is there's this is the official 25th Bond film, but if you count the spoof Casino Royale and the unlicensed Never Say Never Again, this Mm. would be the 27th Bond movie. Oh, I was going to make a joke saying Bond 27, but... Because Bond 25. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> no Time to Die. Starring. Ready for this one? Yep. You want to go back and forth or I got it all listed here? Yeah, I just go for it. Daniel Craig. Anna de Armas. I was going to say her yeah. name. <laughs> Anna de Armas. Rami Malek. Leah Sedu. Yeah. Christoph uh, Waltz. Yeah. Rafines. Yeah. Ben Winshaw. It's just Wishaw, I think. Or is it Winshaw? Maybe it's Wishaw. Yeah. Naomi Harris. Oh, yeah. Uh, Luciana Lynch, the new double O. Okay. And fan favorite returning, Jeffrey Wright as yeah. Felix. Did you say Remy Malik? Of course I said Remy Yeah, Malik. okay. <laughs> uh, directed by? Kerry uh, Junji Funkanagua. Funkanagua? Yeah, Funkanaga. Funkanaga. Yeah. So apologies if we're messing up the name there. Yeah. Of uh, what fame? True Detective fame. True Detective season one. True Detective season <laughs> one. I think he was a producer on the other ones. Uh, uh, and uh, Jane Eyre, he directed that. And oh. Beasts of No Nation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is, fun fact for him, this is the first um, American director to do a Bond movie. And also the first director of Asian descent to do oh, a wow. Bond movie. Yeah. Cool. Sam Mendes is relinquishing his grasp. Thank God. He did what? He did Skyfall Inspector. Uh, who did Quantum? That was Mark Foster. Uh, okay. Who did World War Z. Sky- and who did casino martin campbell martin who campbell also did is. goldeneye okay correct uh nice. yeah i think just to, before we get into no time to die here and everything around it i think it's just worth noting kind of yeah this history of the daniel craig bond films mm-hmm. um sam mendez was kind of courted heavily by the broccoli family to direct mm-hmm. a bond movie because of his like his love of like england and like his patriotism mm-hmm. and his just great directing style and he basically went on record saying like he did everything he wanted to do in a Bond movie in Skyfall, but because that movie was so successful, they basically handcuffed him, dragged him back, and that really showed Inspector, which was the previous Bond movie. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll get into those. I got a little segment for you. We'll yeah, yeah. There's little, yeah. There's so much to get into with this movie. There's so a lot to unpack. Maybe a quick disclaimer uh, for people who don't know you on a personal level. Uh, kind of what does Bond mean to you? Oh, it's 
no more than so many other people, you know, like... Okay, but what does Bond mean to you specifically? I'm I, looking at a Daniel Craig poster right behind you right now. <laughs> Obviously, I love James Bond. It's a huge part of my upbringing. It's, we've heard this before, but it really is. Um, the Daniel Craig, like, era of movies really came as I was, like, in my teenage years and kind of growing up. So I just latched onto the, this franchise in particular, especially the Pierce Brosnan and the the Daniel Craig. That's mm-hmm. kind of my era. <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. I obviously have rewatched most of the other ones. There's, there's quite a few I haven't seen. I yep. think I've probably seen like 17 or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me and my dad used to watch them back in the day, yep. especially the Roger Moore ones. That was kind of his favorite Bond. So it goes without saying that this is a movie I'm really excited for and one I've been waiting to see for a very long time. You've been waiting to see this for what is it, six years? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Cause Fif- 15 years as Daniel Craig as Bond and five movies to show for yeah, it. Yeah, he, he finally did the big five. <laughs> I didn't think we'd get another Craig movie. I really Spectre. didn't. Yeah, there's that whole debacle. Where I think he's getting paid like 50 million or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, he went on quote. He was interviewed recently after Spectre. And yeah. Basically like, oh, are you going to come back? And he like... I reread the quotes and like they it's, were quite dark. It's quite dark. Didn't you say like I'd rather commit suicide? I'd rather like that? slip my like break a glass and slip my wrists. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Was like I not even thought about it. Like don't even want to think about it. Who cares? Like he was saying all this weird yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I think it was. I'm sure it was taken out of context slightly. He's probably just like you exhausted, know, exhausted. And and I was doing a more research and you always hear like oh, like, this actor is injured on set of, like, this Bond movie, but, or any action movie, but it turns out, like, throughout his tenure as Bond, he has actually had some really nasty injuries. Mm. Uh, He basically, like, I don't know if it was, like, an ACL, but, like, in the fight scene with Dave Bautista and Spectre, Mm -hmm. he, like, permanently damaged his knee. Oh, really? um, And had to have, like, reconstructive surgery on that. Wow. Um, he broke his shoulder on Quantum, and he's like, I had my whole, like, right shoulder reconstructed. Jeez. Dislocated his thumb. Uh, like had all these injuries mm. and apparently rachel vise his wife like really didn't want him to like okay. come back and yeah. she was doing this interview saying like we can't like i don't want to go back to the sleepless nights and like mm-hmm. just the horrible like <laughs> yeah it's easy to say like oh it's so easy like you should be so grateful to be bond and that's true but yeah, yeah. there's also things we don't really think about and injuries are are tough yeah i guess i mean if acting is his job he's kind of reached that level where he's able to pick and choose his projects and yeah. you know he's put his body on the line for four movies up until now and now he's going yeah. again he's so. surpassing pierce brosnan with this one who mm-hmm. did four uh and i think five is a perfect that's a saga that's a real legacy that he's mm-hmm. leaving behind there's also like, especially when you think about how like how much flack he got when he was first announced like yeah yeah people just weren't really on board with with the choice the, so. little, the little tidbit of the writer's strike during quantum how he had to step in and help write it yeah like. he basically rewrote <laughs> They were rewriting scenes on set, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it shows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that—that's the famous pattern of the Craig movies you hear. Yeah, like he goes masterpiece, disaster, masterpiece, disaster. Yeah. So, so this is make or break for his legacy. Yeah, and I think if we can end with three out of five, that would be that would That'd be, be a big win. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, how about before we dive into this, why don't we do a quick segment into side review review? Just quickly here, I watched a movie um did. i did yeah <laughs> called uh, promising young women okay it was a uh, nominated for an oscar won best original screenplay right um incredible film oh really yeah it was really good it's 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 a little bit can i get a little cast reminder um bo burnham <laughs> okay um i'm just drawing blanks yeah now. that's okay <laughs> that's okay uh <laughs> <laughs> 
no but it's all about um like this like the toxicity of men a lot about like rape culture oh wow um but yeah the way it's done and the, they do really cool casting elements where they cast uh like typical nice guys like christopher mintz plas oh, in it, and then he turns out to be like a really twisted character so mm, interesting i recommend it. it's a good watch yeah yeah we've had that on our list for a while but uh we'll definitely we'll definitely get to that out of 10 uh probably give it like an eight. Oh wow yeah nice um i got a little side review for you that i know mm-hmm. you also saw yeah uh, upon your recommendation yeah <laughs> before i'd even see yeah there's so much anti just hype in this movie up ridiculously yeah. I, I thought malignant was going to be like the horror movie of the year maybe the past couple years james wan's grand return to horror uh i made the huge mistake of not looking at anything yeah like and that's very rare for me like i always look at the ron tomato score mm-hmm, like little mm-hmm. But if I even if I'd read the you know they pick the one review to kind of yeah, like yeah, summarize yeah. the I looked at it after and that actually says like while it's not his scariest movie and it's not what you'd expect like Malignant is like full of surprises and it's mm-hmm. fun so I was going in with a big group we wanted a good horror experience yep. we talked about it all week and what we got for for anyone who doesn't want to know anything about the movie maybe skip over like a minute but it's mm-hmm. basically subverting your expectations completely mm-hmm. and it's this like campy throwback to horror movies yeah a b slasher slasher flick yeah slasher films i think james wan summarized the film as like i wanted to make a movie that you'd find as a teenager like in the back corner of like a rental store covered in dust oh "Oh, what's this thing that makes sense because the the acting and dialogue is purposefully bad but like yeah it was really hard to get used to that like yeah and well especially because i went in expecting like like a true yeah conjuring exactly i wanted something to sit with me and it was just it was just a big joke, really, and I didn't enjoy it, even with this new context. Like, maybe I'd go back and enjoy it later, but I still feel like you can do a campy movie and still... I just... I didn't find the story, like, entertaining. I didn't really find mm-hmm. the, the the twist interesting. Mm-hmm. It was fun to watch. Like, we were laughing, but I didn't... Maybe it's just because I didn't want that. You didn't want that, yeah. But even so, I still felt like the movie wasn't particularly good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but yes, yeah, so, so that for me was like, you know, four, four out of ten. Yeah, I'd put it on that. Experience, though, with the group. It was a good group. I had to apologize to the whole <laughs> group at the end of the movie. Yeah, you even called me on your way home to apologize. Yeah, I was just kind of like racked. Like, I was like driving home. I was like, oh, man, like, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. All right, so that, those are your two movies for a little side review. <laughs> Let's bring it back to No Time to Die here, Bon. Uh, why don't I kick you off with some f- f- fast questions? Yep. I love how all our jingles. Yes. <laughs> f- fast fast questions. <laughs> Question number one. Yep. Uh, will it be revealed that Rami Malek is a classic Bond villain? No. Okay. Original villain? Yep. Uh, will it be revealed that Christoph Waltz is the ultimate puppeteer? No. Really? Blofeld one and done? Yeah, Blofeld one scene. That's it. Just an obligatory cameo. James. <laughs> uh, Question number three. Will Daniel Craig's James Bond die? Yes. That's really, one of my eh? big, my big predictions. Yeah, I have that too. Just but. because, yeah, this one, like with all the other Bond movies, obviously each movie, aside from a few specific examples, each movie is its own story. They're not connected, mm. but they've opted for a different direction with this franchise. Yeah, and I feel it, like it's really his arc as a as a person. Hundred percent. They've had Vespers. And that's one of my questions. My one of my quick fast questions for you is: Will we get the Vesper theme in this movie? Oh gosh. Dun, dun, dun probably the eva green's always just lingering around. yeah exactly and i love how they even brought that back in as far along the line as specter mm-hmm. so i feel like that was always just to get into this quickly to answer your question in a long way vesper was always like the love of his life i feel yes. yeah and even though he's i think he's like married probably in this one or at least with 
the girl from the last one. But then he like surprised. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think that like he he's never quite got over that, and I feel like that was like I think that will be hearkened back to like during his death, and that's like the full circle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we get like a flashback of like Vesper drowning. Yeah, we might so, we yeah. might get yeah exactly. Yeah, we'll yeah. definitely see that. Maybe he drowns in like a similar way, or I think there'll just be a homage to that. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In a sort. Um. Okay. Uh. What do I have here? Obviously. Uh. Why don't you rank your Craig Bonds? Yeah. So I'm going with Casino Royale number one. Okay. And then uh, Skyfall number two, mm-hmm. Quantum number three, Spectre four, comfortably in fourth. Yeah, and I would actually put it the same. I think most people was. I mean, you get the debate between Casino and Skyfall. Yeah. But Casino for us, like, what were we? Grade it's eleven, grade still, twelve? And oh was, no, it was younger than that. It was two thousand six. So oh we were really? Grade, grade eight, grade nine. Yeah. Okay. And that was like a big like whoa. I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. It was. It was the, a gritty it was bond. The pace. It was the humor. The parkour opening scene. Yeah. It, movies have been emulating that that movie ever yep. since. Yeah. Um. I guess. It, you could argue Casino Royale. I think it took a few leaves out of the Bourne page that mm. were kind of... Bourne was really sort of another pioneer of that era. But what what's amazing about Casino Royale is you really get like a complete package. Like there's yep. not really any aspect of the movie that, that dithers. You get yep. great performances, breathtaking action... A really nice amount of set pieces. Yeah, yeah. And, and poker you, was at like an all-time high. Yeah, here. you get the high-intensity <laughs> poker. Then you get a whole extra climax you don't think you're going to get. Yeah, I could have done without that. No, no. <laughs> Mr. White comes at the end. Yeah, I love it. You get the great ending, and he finally becomes James Bond in the, at the very end yeah. of the movie. It's yeah. just great. It's just such a timeless action film. Um, favorite, great villain. <laughs> favorite Bond girls through this. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, I think Eva Green. Yeah, Eva Green has been the one. best, and hasn't even been touched. Like Olga did, like as a character. Yeah, I think Olga was interesting in the sense of like I, I'm kind of quoting someone else that I saw a review of, but they're saying like that was great because all they really had in common was just they had a very similar goal. Mm-hmm. So like they weren't there wasn't really a romantic connection. Okay, it yeah, was yeah, more yeah. just like he didn't he was not ready for any kind of relationship, so mm-hmm. he just had like a compatriot. So okay. I, I kind of like that they did something a bit that, different yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think, yeah, you see the Bond girls take a bit of a dip in, in Skyfall. It was Naomi, Naomi Harris as Money yeah, Penny. Yeah, as Money Penny. And I can't remember the, the girl's name who was the, she was like in sex trafficking. She was, and. Oh, yeah, the weird shower scene. Yeah, it was yeah. like her debut act, uh, acting role, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. I gotta look she gets up. killed by Silva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. app or the shot on the head. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. And then Spectre, I also think, what's her name? The French actress? Uh, Leah Sedu. Yeah, she didn't really. As uh, Madeline. She's getting another chance in this movie. It's yeah, so it's our, it's our first, first ever Bond girl returning. That's crazy. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, it, it makes sense for the story. I just, I, I never really bought their connection in inspector no, i don't really buy either. much of anything inspector Spectre so. was so dull and boring yeah and i have a note and here easy it was they tried to do like a bit of a homage back to the yes it was the like old films. even the car chase scene was like so like calm and slow yeah uh, pan left to right exactly. a bit of a pod yeah. race <laughs> <laughs> six years between these two and the boring mess that. that was uh specter i think it really left a, a sour taste and it was totally very slow and it really killed a lot of Bond momentum, at least yeah. in North America. There's not much hype for No Time to Die. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna ask whether I was gonna ask you whether you think that's like 
very COVID influenced or not. Oh yeah. I remember Sorry, the combined hype, with the delays. Yeah. Yeah. The hype was building like right before, when it was supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. And that was like the moment where everyone knew that COVID was like for <laughs> real. It was like, Oh my God, they pushed back a massive movie. How many delays had this, has this movie had? It's like four or five, five delays. five delays. This is our sixth release date. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And like 10 trailers. I haven't watched. The past, I, I've like, only watched the first one. Yeah. I've watched the first two. Yeah. Uh, but they just re- they released one like two. How much of this movie have they showed? He went on SNL like two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Billie Eilish song came out like two years ago as well. Oh, it came out two years ago. Yeah. I, I still haven't listened to it. Oh, okay, it it's it's good. It's it's another Billy Bob thing. Yeah, she yeah she can't miss. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw one comment where it was like a quote from her in an interview. She's like, oh, I don't. Oh, what's the term when I don't wail or like? Uh, oh, what is it? When, when a singer just goes all out with like a crazy note and it was like also billy 206 <laughs> for the comment for the time of the song oh yeah where yeah. she just lets one lets a wailing note out nice who are for who are craig's uh i guess bond theme song artists uh we had adele Chris cornell did did casino royale okay and then we you had know my name. and then i thought did... that was i thought that was the white stripes jack white no that was and alicia Quantum. keys Oh, another way to die. I like that. That's a good song. <laughs> that was a good one. And then we had Adele. And then we had Sam Smith. And Sam Smith. It was, it was, it was such a copy of Adele's. <laughs> Let the specter. <laughs> what was it again? Oh, the man behind the glass or something. <laughs> That's not what it was. The writing's on the wall. The writing's on the wall. Oh, okay. Look at this fucking boring ass album cover. <laughs> Um, just a quick note about uh, Daniel Craig's legacy. Uh, <laughs> so Bond is kind of shown as the rash new agent. He's not truly Bond in Casino, and same with Quantum. He's very he's shown as brash and very abruptive. Right. And then suddenly in Skyfall, we get this old weathered mm. kind of a lot of people. It just kind of skips through his prime. Yeah, it's like you, <laughs> you spend all this time establishing him as like a young agent, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's he's too old. Exactly. To quote our producer, and he, <laughs> I got that note. From, I got that, that note from our producer. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you guys will talk and now, about. And this. now he's old. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets really upset about it. <laughs> You're just introducing Q and Money Penny, and yeah. he's already old. <laughs> <laughs> and he's already missed a step. <laughs> Oh. It is weird how they how they did that. I'm not I'm not sure why. I guess just the timing, right? Yeah, they, the years, I guess there the was a between. big delay in between Quantum and Skyfall. Now he's old, uh, and now and now we've been playing on that. Like this is the third movie where it's like you're so too old. old. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like not that old. No, he's like, not. He's 51 now. That's pretty old. So I think he was like 48 or 47 yeah, yeah. when they were filming this. Which is, that's just people, a good. That's people, a good Bond. People forget age. Bond typically is like a little bit older. Yeah, he's supposed to be a bit on the gruff side. Yeah, yeah. So like, if it was up to me, I'd keep Craig for one more, but they're not no. going to do that. It's, this is it. Yeah. Speaking of which, this goes into my next big question for you. Who's the next Bond? Oh, no, let me say it. Okay. I got two questions. Ooh. Who do you think, if you had to bet? Your entire life savings. Oh, who do you think would be the, who will be the next Bond? But then yeah. also, I want if it was up to you only. Who do I want the next yeah, Bond? Who would okay. you cast? Who would be the next Bond? Let's not say it. We'll say you had to bet a cold five k. Okay, and it just for some background here, Bond has to be British. Uh, he yeah. Nowadays he does. They okay. snuck an Australian in there once. <laughs> that didn't work out so well. I feel like you can go with Irish, Welsh, or Scottish is fine. Okay, English, of course. So obviously like henry cavill comes to mind yeah but i think i'm gonna go with taron egerton mm. although it's gonna be hard for him to shake the kingsman 
Yeah, it will be, but it's not impossible. Yeah. That's a really good shout. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be upset with Taron Egerton. Mm-hmm. I would have liked Henry Cavill. I feel like I have a I have a feeling they want to go really young with the next Bond, mm-hmm. so they can really with Tom Holland. You could go with Tom Holland. It's, you can't. You can't be Spider Man and and Bond. Nathan Drake. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone's gonna forget about Nathan Drake. <laughs> You've got. I think Michael Fassbender would have been superb. What about Tom Hiddleston? It's passed him by. Tom Hiddleston is he jacked enough? Can he Bond doesn't have to be jacked. He has to be a little more. No, he doesn't. <laughs> they were gonna have what Damien Damien Lewis of is that his name? Yeah, of that been, that's that. I would have hated. that Yeah, one. I don't like him. There, Daniel Kaluuya has a oh, lot shit. of hype. I think that's who I would go. That would have been. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, that's my choice because I think he's he's in great shape. He's, yeah, he's got the right look. Phenomenal actor. Obviously, it would be the first Black Bond. Oh, but you got to bring Idris Elba in as he's M. Too then. old. No, as M. Oh, as M. <laughs> because he he got screwed over yeah it would be great to see him or as a villain maybe yeah it'd be great to see idris get his bond moment. how many villains is idris gonna play uh, yeah <laughs> uh. um but if in terms of who they're gonna go with i think henry cavill's quite a good bet tom hardy uh, those guys are too big <laughs> henry what, about, what about killian murphy mm. he would never do it I think he would if you got uh, Chris Nolan. <laughs> Any chance of Chris Nolan ever hopping behind a bo- camera for Bond? Hi. Well, after his, because he does what one grounded film. <laughs> oh my God, you try to establish all these patterns. It, it's do. true, man. Well, his next movie, he already announced what it's yeah, about. Yeah, it's the Adam, the, the Adam Bond. So he did Dunkirk and then Tenet and then now he's doing Adam Bond. So what's the pattern? It's like like a history biopic okay. and then a, a time bending. Well, was it Dunkirk's first history biopic? <laughs> Oh, that's what he always does. Yeah, yeah he always does. Ever since Memento. Yeah, but he did Batman, and then he did Batman again, and then... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Chris Nolan Bond. Chris Nolan Bond with Tom Hardy in the role. Or did did Chris Nolan that kind just... of do what Sam Mendes would have done? With Tenet? Because they're stuck... Oh, no, it's like, yeah, do you think it would have been too close to Skyfall? Like, visually, it kind of reminds me of Nolan in a little way. Doesn't Chris, does Chris Nolan want to do a Bond? He said, yeah, he's like, it's always something I've, like... He's like, what, he's like, what, just what little like, kid hasn't dreamed of directing a Bond movie? It just seems like there need to be so many dominoes in place for that to kind of... Yeah. Danny Boyle was uh, yeah. signed to direct this one. I'm glad. He, I don't like his director's direction mm. style. Fair. I think that it's the same. I'm sure they made changes, but I think it's like the same script because it was only three months before filming mm. started. So that's kind of interesting to see what we would have got if Danny Boyle was yeah. on the camera. But I just remember that one episode in True Detective, the long tracking shot. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping for, you know, wide kind of Denny Villeneuve mm. style shots. We also have, uh, Hans Zimmer on the kick drum. for this Oh, one. really? Yeah. <laughs> come, come. All right, Hans. Yeah. I don't, I don't, as far as I know, he's never done a Bond movie. Yeah. We haven't had, we haven't in the past blockbusters we've been going to, haven't experienced much Hans either. Yeah. I think Tenet was the last no, one. No, that wasn't even him. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was enough. It was Ludwig Gorenson, I oh, think. Oh God. Yeah. Crazy. He, he'll be on Dune though. So. Yeah. So you would go, just to confirm, you think the studio will probably go with Henry Someone, Cavill? No, Taron Egerton, I think. Oh, you think they will? I think they'll go with Taron, yeah. Or just like in a complete unknown. I'm trying to think, did anyone else come to mind? I'm trying to think of like... There's the guy from, um, I forget his oh, name. Oh, what's the... What's the fucking, what about Dev Patel? Oh, Richard Madden? Yeah, Richard Madden. Oh, I'd be down for Richard yeah, Madden. He gets a... I've heard him on the, the bookies odds. <laughs> Dev Patel, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, he blew it with Green Knight. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into some more questions about the film here. Sure. 
Um, so the classic line, we all have our secrets. We just haven't got to yours yet. So what brings Madeline, mm. uh, Leah said you, back into the fray? Because he seems kind of surprised when he sees her. Are we yeah. in another Vesper double agent type thing? Oh, well, I, I interpreted the trailer different. Okay. I, I thought that they're together at the start of the movie. And then something happens that makes it seem like she betrayed him. Mm-hmm. And then he sees her like then he sees her back at mi6 when he goes there and that's why yeah, he's okay. like angry to see her yeah, yeah, yeah but i think they're together at the start of the movie that's okay. my theory okay i think they're living happily i think they're married and then something happens i think they get or do we get to just get a jump cut so what i'm thinking is i'll just get right into it i think the that... opening scene okay yeah let me give you my opening scene. okay paint me that opening scene okay so remy malik performing so we open on some kind of like eastern european country okay you know again i don't think we're opening with a with the bond action scene bullshit i think we get it's not black and white no i think we get no we get one little scene first with the villain and then we catch up with bond i think they're gonna i think they're gonna switch it up a little bit Mm -hmm. open in like albania or somewhere like that like very eastern european Mm -hmm. and then i think we got remy malik and his boys like rolling up in like a bunch of like mercedes suvs (laughs) and they're meeting up with like another group of people Mm -hmm. and we see him perform some kind of like advanced genocide. So I think I think what his plan is, I'm getting some like major Thanos vibes from Remy. Okay. So I think his whole thing is he's calculated exactly like the amount of people that kind of need to be like exterminated for like the earth to keep going basically. Oh, so he's because one of my questions is what's his what's his trying to take over the world plot? You're kind of going from like a he's a climate yeah exactly resource kind of yeah. sees the world the planet burning out exactly he, okay. he's like an environmentalist mm-hmm. and i think he's developed like a virus or which i think is oh, okay. yeah, kind of timely so i think it's like a very specific targeted virus that can like kill people interesting like, exactly who you pick basically okay so i think so. that's like this technology that he's developing and because he says in the trailer he's like we were very similar we both exterminate people to make mm-hmm. the world a better place so that kind of to me like so you go, you're going with virus yeah virus. because i have written nano. down i i thought so for some reason i think it's just gonna be nuclear nukes uh, i'm going with like nano nanovirus okay we, which we've seen before in a couple movies yeah exactly so but, yeah and he's got the the scars or whatever yeah so, so that's one of my questions for you how do you get the scars i think it was like when he was developing this tech which is all sounds kind of like generic villain but i think it was like a failed experiment yeah I, I remember because he after he won the oscar right. he won it right yeah, yeah. For he didn't want to take this role because he didn't want to be portrayed as a terrorist well he said his he his contingency on because on joining the film was he didn't want his character's motivations to be politically motivated yeah, yeah. so to me that kind yeah. of goes around that. virus yeah virus. i don't i don't think he's targeting a specific group or anything it's mm-hmm. just like it's just happenstance, like whichever po- area, whatever pockets of population would be most beneficial. Mm-hmm. So like the most crowded areas and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think he just wants to bring the numbers down cleanly. And I think his like quip is that he knows he's only got like a certain amount of time to live because obviously oh, no time to die okay. is like, the title. So I think he's got like six months to live. And he has to constantly give himself injections. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's yeah. <gasps> So he's like very, and he's got that weird mask, the Phantom of the Opera mask. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure yeah. what that's all about. Is that is that related to like Spectre? Is he part yeah, of the group? I think I think is it another organization? Yeah, exactly. Like Quantum we're go- Spectre. And we're going one higher. <laughs> Novus. Spectre was us all along. <laughs> I think the other kind of big connection here and how it all ties together is after we have that genocide scene, mm-hmm. we cut to happily retired Bond. I think it's Jamaica where he's living. Okay. Um, and then 
I think we, I know I say this every time. I think we may get a fake action scene gag. Like no, no, we're not he's picking up beer for like the night, and he's like driving around the corner with his Aston Martin. Same again, Mister Bond. <gasps> you know it. Oh my God, it's Heineken. <laughs> yeah, he goes back home. Hello. There's no one home. Goes like knocks around. Mm. And he's like ready to go, and then he's got like a little gun hidden somewhere. Yeah. And then I think a spec ops team has been sent to kill bond and his wife to tie up loose ends yeah, yeah, yeah because i think that his wife is or the girl from, i don't know if they're married but the girl from specter i think yeah. is Shafin's sister who's Shafin? uh remy malik oh okay or safin or something like that yeah, yeah. so i think yusifer safin or something yeah so i think bond and remy malik are brother-in-laws technically so bond and blowfield are brothers yeah I forgot and about bond that. and remy malik are <laughs> brother-in-laws <laughs> Family matters. Uh, so I think you kind of, I didn't even think of that when I was coming up with a, my, <laughs> my theory, but happy family reunion. <laughs> Mr. Bond. Uh, License okay. to kill. <laughs> we never, yeah, I never got to approve of you marrying my son. <laughs> <laughs> Is he treating you well, sis? <laughs> we have to have dinner sometime. We all have our secrets, Mr. Bond. So yeah, that's kind of what I think is the big personal connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get into some other predictions here. I, can I, I can I hit you with my opening? Oh yeah, scene? of course, of course. Um, similar to yours, where he's kind of retired and um, out of the game per se, and then it's like a one hired killer kind of comes to their home and um, or two, let's say two, okay. and one of them managed to kidnap Madeline and kind of take her away, and, and then he obviously turns and kills the other, and that's when we get the, the gunshot mm-hmm. and then the, the okay. music crawl. Because I think we get that. Sorry, just interrupt you quickly. I mm-hmm. think the opening action scene is on that big bridge, right, where he like grabs the rope and swings off. Or do you think that's later in? the I think that might be later. Okay. But that yeah, I mean, I don't I don't want to disseminate. I don't want to dissect the trailer too much. But right. I think that's a bit earlier. Okay. But not the first one. Right. But my whole my whole opening scene here is like when the music plays and like all the the cinematic plays and all the images. Right. Um, it's gonna end with a tombstone. I was going to say James Bond. Because you know how they kind of pseudo-spoil the movie right. throughout the yeah, opening yeah, music number? So I think we're going to get a tombstone. A question mark on the tombstone? No, it's going to say Bond. Okay. They're, they're just going to fully reveal it. So you know it's like a... Okay. Yeah. I have another big, bold prediction here, but I'm just going to ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, Okay, so you think we just open with Bond at home. Two killers come. Yeah. He gets one, one. One kidnaps. Is, yeah, is Bond still... Is Bond rusty? Because he's, he's all now he's old. Yeah, <laughs> but I think in this one you really. I think they're gonna double down on it. No, like, they've already done that. Because <laughs> I'll shoot you in your knee. The one. That the works. one that works. The one that works. <laughs> I think like every time he gets out of an action scene, we really see him like in pain, stiff, see the scars, <laughs> stitching himself that's, up. That's a good Craig impression. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I think he's also a little rusty. Like, of course it, he is. In Skyfall, it was because he was like an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But in this one, I think it's just because he like hasn't done anything in mm-hmm. like so long. Mm-hmm. Well, also we get we we see Felix in the trailer yeah. to visit Bond to kind of yeah. So maybe that's the opening scene. Oh yeah, Bond. brother, I need you. Maybe we'll get a nice Felix Bond action scene together. Yeah, that'd be nice. We get a little trip to a bar, and then yeah, they're involved. They're in like throwing magazines, yeah, loading yeah. each other's guns. Oh yes. <laughs> We need more Felix. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, this is the first time that an actor other than Bond has reprised his role three times, aside from M and Q. Um, okay, so do you, so 
is Blofeld an obligatory cameo to get more information? Or do you think he's like... I feel like he might be something a little bit more... Okay. Like what? Like he's like a, a pup. He's like the... Chefin works for... Exactly, yeah. Oh, God. Spectre, Mr. Bond. Because isn't... Blofeld's a huge villain. Yeah, but they just kind of botched him so badly in the last one. Like he just... Yeah. So like it's not Blofeld, we swear. Yeah, the cat... <laughs> <laughs> is his is his cat gonna be like in shackles next yeah, to him? <laughs> just the casting was so like I almost didn't want Christoph Waltz to be a Bond villain because it's just the first thing you'd think of. Yeah, exactly. He, he was riding that hype train, and now they're doing it with Remy. What what's your little fun fact with uh, Carrie and his initial idea? Do you remember you told me this? No. Inspector, when Bond gets the needle. Yeah, Carrie F- F- Fukunaga's idea for No Time to Die was all, it was all going to be a dream. I didn't tell you this. Yeah, you did. Oh, I do not have any rem- any memory. Oh, really? Yeah, No Time to Die was all going to be takes place in Bond's mind. That sounds awful. While he gets the needle, and oh. then it ends with the needle coming out. Well, I'm really glad. I mean, maybe, maybe they will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you're saying no Blofeld obligatory cameo, bigger role. Yeah. Uh, do you think we're going to get like? Obviously, this is the longest Bond movie ever. Yeah, it's like no, it's fucking it's like three 40, hours or two something. Two hours and forty three minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So why why the big runtime? Um, you think it's because we get tons of action, or do you think the movie's a bit a bit lighter on the action? Well, really like just based on, on the trailer, that. like there's so many because we have the new double O. Yeah, double. I think she's double O seven. Yeah, she's taken his. She's his, yeah, his she's name. the new yeah. yeah. And then um, like Anna de Armas's character. Do you think we're gonna get more than just an extended cameo for her? Yeah, is she gonna be I, that I, Bond girl that kind of? Is in like four scenes, or are we sticking with her? I think Paloma, she, because yeah, he says there's someone I want you to meet. I think Felix introduces her. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure how she. This seems like a very big. And she looks like a bit of a badass guy. too. Yeah. So she's either like another agent for like another secret service, or I don't know. I think she dies. I think we get like a brutal death scene for Anna, like a nail gun or some shit like that. I think she's another agent, but yeah, I could see like a nail gun. Yeah, like quite like, a violent death or like yeah, a chainsaw yeah. or something. From that Rami Malek? Yeah. Killing those who get close to you. <laughs> or a little throat slit, maybe? Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Or he injects with the virus. He's like, this is what yeah. it does. Let me show you, Mr. Bond. <laughs> Stop doing the face. <laughs> uh, do you think so? Do you think we're in for breathtaking or underwhelming action? That's isn't that the question of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they better hope it's breathtaking. Right. I mean, they've had a long... Do you think they kind of cracked open the edit suite again after this got delayed or do you think 100 percent they did so, they, so there's no excuse really this better no. be good yeah and i think we're gonna get like really extend no they did do reshoots oh did they yeah but like but like before we talked about it we're maybe they're updating it to make it more mm-hmm. like address covid uh, or something pandemic. like that yeah a couple clips here <laughs> don't forget your mask cue yeah <laughs> james this mask is a secret mask yeah. <laughs> blocks all virulent pathogens <laughs> what does this mask do nothing it's just a mask <laughs> wear it you twat <laughs> <laughs> and okay, get vaccinated and get vaccinated <laughs> thank you nhs <laughs> uh so yeah <laughs> as i said <laughs> right in the camera this whole thing is just a long-winded psa for the nhs <laughs> but do you think he's gonna get any more um unrealistic gadgets because oh, he never one. really has so right? i think well, my, my prediction is Q no longer works for MI6. I think he... So mm. I think they go and visit Q. And he's like, I need, I need some weapon. I think he's got some old gadgets he's kept around. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, oh, we're going to need some more. They go visit Q in like his apartment. And he's like a CEO of like a tech startup or something. A classic. Check out this app. Yeah, exactly. 
I've got a new vaccination app, Mr. Bond. <laughs> TikTok, James. Yeah, <laughs> it's where it's at. Yeah, like a Bitcoin or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all about the blockchain. Yeah, I don't do this anymore. He's like, I know you've got something stashed away. Yeah, and he pulls out some like pen with a grappling yeah, hook or something. A little, yeah, a little scene like that. Um, what do you think we got going on with like M in this movie? Just any a big subplot? or He had a big subplot with Andrew Scott Inspector, was it? Or was that Skyfall? No, Spectre. Like the tech. The, yeah, the yeah, young. Yeah. Now we know what C stands for. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably less. Just some off-camp, like some... Do you think him and Bond ever like meet? Or do you think it's just like phone yeah. calls? He'll like, probably be like, we need to bring James in or some shit right. like that. It's just, yeah, I don't know where this movie's going. It's so interesting. Yeah, like what brings him back in? Yeah, like why is he useful to this? I think it's only because he's tied to... Uh, I forgot her name again. <laughs> Madeline? Leia think, said do. Yeah, I think it's yeah. all just to do with Madeline. Mm. Like, she's much more tied to the plot, and then he's basically like, well, I'm going to get myself involved. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like Felix is... It could be... Okay, so here's what I'm thinking now, actually. I think it starts with, like, a minor... <clears throat> like, a more minor mission. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe Felix is like, hey, like, I need you, like, for old time's sake to kind of, like, help me with this, like, one thing. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of, like starts to unravel a deeper plot and that's when i think bond might seek out mi6 and be like i need to bring this like he makes a discovery he's like right i've passed it off to you now i'm going home yeah and then and then m just kind of like gives him like a look or something they they partner him with the other double o yeah exactly so i think i'm gonna stick with that actually i think it starts out as a minor thing he passes it off but he's very curious because it may finally give him some answers about his past and maybe some spectrum. Well, Vesper. Oh my God, Vesper. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll say Bond has been preparing for a moment like this and has kept kept an array of gadgets, weaponry, and of course a nice vehicle. We see the bulletproof uh, yeah. Aston Martin in the trailer. Yeah, sorry, just, just a quick car. note. It's yeah. Lashana Lynch, not Lushana Lynch. Lashana Lynch. Yeah. Uh, I say Bond will mostly be operating on his own, but will be given under the table assistance from the new 007 and MI6. So no, I'm, going, I'm scratching that prediction. Um, Chaffin has stolen some equipment from Blofeld and that's why Bond visits him but mm. also he knows Blofeld has information about his wife yeah you want the information what was me? that whole link again like her dad was Mr. White yeah who was a member of Quantum yep who was poisoned by Blofeld who was the head of Spectre right what is the thing it's like you're a you're a kite, kite in, a hur- in a hurricane yeah, yeah I feel I feel you. <laughs> um one very quick side note here mm-hmm. uh the cinematography in this movie was done by linus sandrin mm-hmm. who did american hustle joy la la land first okay. man and the forthcoming don't look up with okay leonardo dicaprio and jennifer lawrence oh yeah yeah i think that's getting a lot of hype do you think okay so do you think we'll get a moment where m gets involved in the action or do you think he's like just in the study the whole movie i think he's in the study didn't he got involved in the action last yeah, movie for sure right a little bit yeah remember he's in the courthouse or something that he's got a gun oh that, that's skyfall oh yeah 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 i think he's i think ray fiends is just kind of be phoning this one in okay fair yeah. enough do you think they'll keep m for the like do you think they'll Ooh. recast ray fines or keep him around because he's kind of like he, they haven't really used him as well as i think they could yeah so far like dame judy dench we're kind of still brosnan's stri- m right yeah exactly yeah I think we're still I kind keep of him around there's still some leftover like judy dench in these movies like we haven't quite mm-hmm. shed her yet she was so good she's amazing yeah yeah, yeah I, I could see us keeping him around for okay. the next generation of bond yeah right on um 
yeah, so Bond will, I think Bond will lose his final battle and, like, need to accept that, like, he needs help from other people. Mm -hmm. So I think the new 007 will kind of, like, be, like, come at the last minute and, like, save him, which I don't really love because I think this should be, like, Bond's story. I think she'll save him kind of midway through the second act or third act, but then the climax will be Bond. Bond doing back. So do you think he sacrifices himself at the end, or do you think he sustains like a big wound in the final battle, and then he just kind of like bleeds out? Maybe it'd be interesting if he got a pretty like I know this would never happen, but to give him like an unceremonious death, like he just gets he just gets killed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because like everyone kind of looks over and in these movies, Daniel Craig's Bond like he's a bit of a piece of shit. Like he never shows any emotion. Mm like except when except when m died yeah exactly yeah but like everyone always like the people around him always complain like he like he steals q's car and (laughs) shit like that like he's he's not a good person no no one really empathizes with him he's cold he's very cold so having said that out loud now he definitely has to do something redeemable Mm, a big heroic act uh, for us to feel his death right yeah do you think like maybe yeah like a flooding or like you think you're really you're really pushing that drowning eh? yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i'm going with and the in like a cage kind of similar to she was in the elevator remember like the yeah yeah, yeah. i think we'll get like a homage to that scene okay maybe like an ambiguous like he goes into a burning building doesn't come out okay post credits or something like that bill post credits (laughs) daniel craig will return (laughs) (laughs) sign a new five film contract (laughs) so I think another another wild card prediction, just as we kind of wind down here, um, I think that we may somehow see Bond having a child in this movie. Okay. Whether it's like after he's dead, you find out that like mm-hmm. Madeline is pregnant maybe. So it's like the legacy of, mm-hmm. what will you call him? James <laughs> Bond. <laughs> Baby James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Bond. <laughs> I think yeah, I think we may, or maybe that's the twist they've been keeping from the trailers the whole time. Like maybe they already have. Uh, a they baby already have right a child. Start. And yeah. That's what brings them back into service. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They kidnap his baby. Okay, fast nine or fast eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's my other kind of like last wild card prediction here. Are you excited to watch this movie? Yeah. I, the hype. I, there was like a time where I was like going through a real sulky phase, and mm-hmm. someone asked me, I "Was like, oh, I don't even care anymore. Like, I don't care." Mm-hmm. I, obviously, I do we're obviously recording this one a bit differently than normal Mm -hmm. so we're not i'm not seeing it for another week Mm -hmm. so right now the hype is a little low but i'm sure when those lights go down when i'm on the way and it's like no one can delay this movie for me anymore yeah yeah. the hype's gonna gonna be there that's good yeah i'm i'm pretty am i excited like i I remember i didn't watch specter in theaters i actually just watched it like last year that's crazy to me because i remember you and the crew went and watched it and just and just said it was bad yeah, it was bad. Plain and simple, it was just a, a bad movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> we saw. I think I saw it twice in theaters. Wow! I was like, maybe there's like more to like in this. It does have a few good scenes. The, the fight scene with Dave Bautista train, yeah. is really good, and that is pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get a nice. I think Craig deserves like a nice grandstand finale. I like the runtime. I think it just needs to be more exciting. Yeah. Compared to Spectre. I agree. Right? That's a casino head. I just like, like more, good more, set more moving. Like yeah. let's have it because Skyfall had that. You know when M's reading the poem that her late husband wrote. Mm. It's like one solitary man, and it's like cutting with him like running to like stop the bomb. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want that level of like impact. intensity. Yeah, yeah. Spectre didn't even like try to do that. No, yeah, it was just so slow. 
And then just just to finish off here, like where would you like to see the Bond franchise go next? Like, would you? Because I uh, let, mm. let me tell you where I'd like to go. Yeah, I don't really have an answer. Like, my answer would be like take a bit of a hiatus and then. Yeah, let's take like a four year break. Yeah, and when we come back, I think we should go with a World War Two era James oh. Bond. So like the they, Kingsman. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Taron Egerton, <laughs> Ray Fiennes. <laughs> Uh, no, I think we should go for like a pre-war. So like we're kind of building up. We do like a little three film arc. Mm. So he's like assigned to like the Secret Service during the war and has to like infiltrate like Germany or something like oh, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah do something different because okay. we've done the modern day thing. Yeah, we could go back to the. I could see them doing like a sixties era, mm-hmm. but I think like let's leave this time era. Let's go really young. Yeah, I like the idea of going to World War Two. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Maybe. Will we get a Pierce Brosnan cameo in this movie? No. My name was assigned to you after. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's always been the twist. People have just wondering if it would ever happen. <laughs> James Bond's a code name and not an actual yeah, you shared imagine. universe. <laughs> you think Ethan Hunt makes a cameo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James, move your ass. <laughs> All right, well, the rest is on Daniel Craig and the crew for No Time to Die. We've got two good movies, two bad movies, so the legacy is resting on this two-hour and 42-minute masterpiece, question mark? Yeah, a magnum opus, yeah. if, if, you, if you... If I will. Yeah. And I think... I mean, we all, we all want it to succeed. Yeah. So let's see what it's got for us, and we'll see you guys in three, two... We're back. We are back. From No Time to Die. Yes. <clears throat> Out of tens. Ooh, I'm a little nervous for this one. Ready? Three, two, one, nine. seven. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I can see you know what? I can see why you gave it a nine. Yeah. And I I was very worried if I could trust myself with the rating. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is it that like, you know, the fresh hive coming out of the yeah. theater, yeah. finally seeing it, but it's just because of the way the recordings worked out, we're do- I'm doing this quite a few days after. Yep. You've just seen it last night. Yeah. So that will kind of offer two interesting perspectives, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was kind of expecting that initial nine to kind of wane down to an eight. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't yet. Okay. I haven't seen the movie twice. I usually like to see a movie twice before I like give it a nine or a ten because mm-hmm. sometimes you do have that like false... False yeah, and list. I was actually thinking that. I was like, yeah, Vigilante's going to give this a high one. Is that his internal bias? Yeah, I mean, we may as well jump into the predictions because it was a ding fest. Oh, it um, absolutely yeah. was. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> a ding fest. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, of course, I'll, I'll just go through the ones I quickly wrote down here. Name that opening scene. I'm taking a minor ding because I said it was going to be Safin. Is it yeah. Seth? performing like some kind of genocide yeah yeah yeah. and it kind of was to a very but a very small degree okay sure he was hunting down people and just executing them because they were part Mm -hmm. of the group that killed his father Mm -hmm. or his whole family Mm -hmm. uh so and i was also kind of right about them breaking the formula and yes not just jumping straight into an action scene yes Uh, it actually took quite a while for that first piece of action to come which was okay yeah which was totally fine you got the runtime let it breathe um Ding fast. <laughs> Ding about the Vesper theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, as soon as that popped up, I was like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> that was so cool when that grave exploded. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Instantly, and the sound. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. It instantly got him in that gritty Daniel Craig yeah. makeup. I was like, how is he so dirty already? <laughs> um, kind of right about. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got that already. 
ding for Blofeld was the obligatory cameo, but still a really, really awesome scene yeah. that actually oh, did service the plot. Dope. It was better than his entire performance, Inspector. Yeah. Was, Cuckoo. Yeah. Cuckoo. <laughs> James. Cuckoo. <laughs> uh, ding with Remy Malik's plot and what he was doing to it. Yeah, degree. virus, biotech. Yeah. Targeted virus. Yeah. Um, Absolutely ding that. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, Safin Task. Oh, yeah, I was wrong about him taking equipment from Blofeld. He was actually stealing yeah. from MI6 yeah. directly. Uh, I, I had a nice ding about Anna Armas being just a cameo Bond yeah. girl. Oh, what a cameo it was. More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> and th- that's all I got for dings. I don't know if you picked up any other dings. Oh, um, on- we did have one. Hashtag no time for spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it off now. The death of James the Bond. The death of James Bond. And, oh. I, and James Bond being a dad as well. Oh, yeah. I think you did mention think, that. Yeah. yeah, you did um yeah this is like lighthouse shit right now (laughs) (laughs) um okay let's get into it yeah why don't why don't you kick it off because you've seen it more recently sure um so i i had a tough time wrestling with my kind of kickoff statement here but i have quite a and i scratched out beautiful but i haven't replaced the adjective so we'll stick with beautiful quite a beautiful movie with some great highlights emotional moments but not without its flaws glaring or otherwise yeah, I think I would pretty much agree with that. I don't think any of the... F- the one thing I would disagree with, I didn't find any of the flaws glaring. Mm-hmm. I had, like, a few issues. Uh, I guess we'll go into the negatives first. Okay, sure. Uh, <clears throat> the, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so my biggest negative, and I'm sure you'll agree with me here, was uh, Rami Malik was wasted, plain yeah. and simple. Uh, lack of screen time. Of nine minutes of screen time, I read. Okay, yeah. Lack of screen time. Very confusing motive. Uh, he really didn't have anything to do. And this is just a little aside as well. Like, very poor costume design. Mm, I don't know. Like, really I always want, like, like Le Chiffre was, like, very suited up. And Dominic Green fucking sucked. But, yeah. like, I was Silva expecting Silva. Yeah, coat. Silva looked good. Yeah. And I was expecting Ramon Mack to have some sort of iconic dress to him. Yeah. Something I don't that, even really remember. To be fair, I don't really remember what he even wore. Just it was like just, like, sweater like, like and... robes and a sweater yeah. vest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was just really boring and not imposing. But obviously, the the biggest issue with this film is his lack of motive. It was it was confusing. Like, it made sense for him to take out Spectre, but then he started selling it off. And he and just wh- wanted yeah. to kill people for no real reason, right? Yeah. He's like, we both... Because the, the closest you get to an explanation is he's talking to Bond and he's like we're very similar we both exterminate people to make the world a better place mm-hmm. i just want to be tidier so i guess his but he's selling it that's what that was confusing like, why isn't he weaponizing for himself yeah i mean who i mean he was planning to to deploy it as well from his island po- his poison garden yeah i like the poison garden it's cool yeah. yeah the um the thing i'll say though is it's interesting with this movie is that you can almost remove rami malik from the movie and it's it's still and if you remove that it still stands as a great film kind of obviously you'd have your holes but well who would be no but I'm saying if you like remove the villain aspect like it's still such an emotional movie yeah. and a driving factor there, was, right? there wasn't a great aside from like the climax when Bond and him like finally go head to head in the mm-hmm. garden I thought that was like very white knuckle mm-hmm. um, and I liked their choreo- their little fight scene but mm-hmm. again you wish you got a bit more of it yeah exactly um, and yeah I, I would agree with that like. I li- I liked their relationship right towards the end, and I like how Bond was able to manipulate him by pretending to just like beg and give up. And he, because he, you could tell he was very his 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 flaw was that he wanted like power and respect. Mm-hmm. So when he saw Bond like 
bending over and like begging that like just made it make him let down all his like defenses mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i thought was like kind of interesting but i would agree like you get the you get the opening scene with him you get the one scene where he's talking to madeline yeah as like a client and then you pretty much see him and like he, he loved her well, no, he he had he's like you need me because I saved your life and I've. Oh, seen but then life. later he's like we both love Madeleine. <laughs> Madeleine, <laughs> cuckoo. Madeleine. <laughs> His voice is very soft. Yeah, just like he's a great actor and like he's got a very unique voice. They should have used him more. Yeah, that's fair. Especially um, for like the last Bond with Daniel Craig, you'd expect the villain to be like a real like. I guess mm-hmm. the Silva was a great example of like their chemistry together was like very yeah. strong yeah um I'm trying to think of other flaws because there were there were a couple i felt at some points the pacing was a little off yeah yeah and i was like i think it was part it was kind of a weird experience because you're watching this very long film but i also like didn't really want it to end because you knew it was like every scene i was like oh, okay this is the last time we'll see this one <laughs> for the first time so it's like maybe that was more like an internal thing mm-hmm. but i felt like there were some points where the movie was like gl- kind of gl- glimming over things that mm-hmm. i wanted more time with mm-hmm. especially like the big thing for me was i didn't see that five-year time jump coming at all oh really yeah like not five years oh, i kind like, of expected it that's a long time I, I didn't think we'd get to like see how much time it was i thought we would mm-hmm. just like you know next scene bond is like doing something else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but f- to, to drop that kind of five years later on you but not really do much with it like we didn't see how bond has changed over those five years like mm-hmm. it, it kind of seemed like yesterday that that stuff happened yeah so i was like oh if we're going five years let's like double down on like because he was too old in in fucking skyfall <laughs> now, he, now now he's old <laughs> now he must be like you know in the bond timeline he must be like mid to late 50s mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i would have liked to have seen that played with a little bit more like we didn't really see him like showing that the the years have like taken a toll on him which i was hoping to like get more of that mm-hmm. even though we got a lot of it in skyfall like because it's the last one like now yeah. the time to really go for that yeah like a huffing and puffing scene yeah exactly <laughs> just like stiffer and mm-hmm. like but mm-hmm. they didn't really t- touch that mm-hmm. um another one of my complaints and this one is obviously not as not as large as rami malik but uh anna Armas nailed it but her cameo scene just seemed a bit jarring and I had to read into it a bit. Apparently, uh, Daniel Craig was talking to, uh, was it Carrie Fukungawa? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I worked with this girl on uh, Knives Out. We should get her in. So they just kind of wrote, they kind of hand-fisted this scene for her. And that's why her little, like, I've only been training for three weeks. That's a little tongue-in-cheek. Oh, she was only gun gun training and choreographing for two right. weeks or so. I mean, it was just such an amazing scene. It was great. Like, like you wanted, I was like, okay, when's she coming back? Because yeah. they, have, they have undeniable chemistry. They do. I yeah. thought she was going to come back yeah the plot and it was kind of i yeah i i wouldn't really call it like a negative it's just kind of like a wish it would have been great for her to like come back later in the film or have mm-hmm. like a bit more consequence mm-hmm. but i mean if it didn't work for the story there's no point in like forcing it yeah and i felt like the movie had enough going on mm-hmm. as, uh, already um there was one here that so this is a, this is a positive the score for me by hans mm-hmm. Zimmer was probably about a 10 out of 10 yeah it was incredible but to that note, it did feel that it, it would often just just cut out, just cut short, mm. just before it crescendoed, <laughs> and it felt like a lot of scenes would suck the momentum out. Even like the iconic scene at the end, there it was like go go go, and then it was like okay, slow down, right, slow down, and then it was like okay, well, like you're building up, and then you immediately cut the legs out. Yeah. And I felt that that was common throughout a lot of the scenes. Yeah, some of the scenes did end a bit 
mm-hmm. a bit suddenly, but then other scenes would really take their take their time to start. Yeah. So yeah, I think that just kind of ties into like some slight pacing issues, and mm-hmm. I think you do run into those when you've got such a long movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, going into some other things that just stood out to me, I thought for some reason like. I wasn't really expecting much from like the Felix Lester appearance. Oh, really? That would just be like your one little like. No, no, scene. yeah, yeah. But that was like a real highlight for me. Yeah. Like getting their chemistry just right, mm-hmm. and I felt like the way they wove the CIA into the plot, they mm-hmm. came in at the perfect time, mm-hmm. and it was like a really, really exciting little. It was, just, it was just very Bond how like he kind of links up with like you never quite know who his allegiance is with. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like floating around, and he's kind of just a bit of a spectator in the plot at first mm-hmm. and he sort of forces himself into the equation by still being like so good at what he does mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's how he ends up obviously getting back with mi6 i just loved yeah. how that all played together okay yeah and especially that whole sequence on the boat the boat sequence was great oh again like nice with that kid trailers. from game night <laughs> yeah i couldn't he's in other stuff too right like i, I, I haven't looked it up i've been yet. meaning to but yeah. I, he was great yeah like, he was great little quirk yeah <laughs> he smiles too much <laughs> yeah that was all just fantastic the action scenes had a lot of weight to them especially yep. when that fight happened on the boat like the boat fight was there's good hard things all over and like they're hitting their shoulders on mm-hmm. like knobs and stuff and mm-hmm. i really felt the impact it wasn't just like specter bouncy action where mm-hmm. it's like everyone's mm-hmm. fine all the time so that was very very enjoyable nice um, I just want to talk about the sound one more time here. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I don't be surprised if this movie gets nominated for sound mixing and sound editing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, I was in awe. Like, I love sound in movies, and I was yeah. just in awe. Like, Hans Zimmer's first time doing a Bond film, mm-hmm. but even like the the bullets and stuff, yeah, like they were just the bullets packed such a punch. They did. Um, but yeah, Hans Zimmer was so good at crafting tension and kind of guiding certain emotions through in certain scenes, because yeah. because this is an emotional movie. With, it really um, is, and you see Bond change yes you really feel the effects of like what this journey like how he's grown as a man mm-hmm. and there were a lot of people that were very concerned when the trailers were coming out because they're like oh bond is just like this is like a me too bond and he's just been like reduced to a punchline <laughs> and because in the, the first trailer it's just like there's a lot of like female characters just like making fun of him and mm-hmm. they're like oh they're just changing who the essence of bond is like as a character mm-hmm. but those fears were completely washed away. And I've mm-hmm. heard even like the most harsh critics who just love complaining about anything new. Mm-hmm. They were saying like they managed to keep Bond true to his characteristics. Like you can't just make him this like mm-hmm. pure hearted person. That's just like not who he is. Mm-hmm. But he does kind of become that. But it feels very earned mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's been surrounded by these like powerful women for so long that they've like kind of changed his perspective slowly. Yeah, yeah. And especially like with the new 007, like I thought she, she was, she was fucking so good. So sick. I wanted to see more of her, but it wasn't at the expense of bond. Like those mm-hmm. two, like they had their, they worked really well together. Yeah. They worked really well together. Mm-hmm. And she even like gives him back the 007 yeah. code name, which is really cool. So I think they just handled that really well. They, it didn't feel like they were just trying to insert a, like a p- political agenda. Mm-hmm. It was just like nice undertones and changing, changing the status quo in the right way. Mm, okay uh, obviously the camera work was also great so there's a lot of things that this movie did really really well mm-hmm. one of them being the score and sound the other one was the camera work obviously oh, yeah. if you want to talk about that staircase scene we knew a oh, nice tracking god. shot was coming and oh my, oh, my god. god did it deliver i started yeah. getting goosebumps in the theater when that happened there was this beautiful moment where like i 
I, I was like 70% sure he was going to die like the whole way through, but mm-hmm. you know, he's going to die the second he stays behind. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, let me just stay behind and like finish this one thing. And the, yeah. they go away and you're like, yeah, okay. This yeah. is it. So in like that sort of 20 minute sequence or whatever, they just make him like, I'm getting shivers now just talking about it. They mm-hmm. make him like the perfect bond. Just yeah. For 20 oh, man. minutes. Our producer's going to lose it when he watches that scene. Yeah. <laughs> he's in his prime and within the space of 20 minutes, you just see him do like classic Bond thing after classic yeah. Bond thing at the top of his game. Like he doesn't miss the a turn shot. In the shot. Yeah, yeah. He does, oh, does the turn, <laughs> drops a couple one-liners. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was just... Just blew his mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just working his way up that staircase. Yeah. It was one of the best action scenes in all of the Daniel Craig era. Yep, I agree. And For I actually sure. went back like two days after I was on such a Bond high. I mm-hmm. went back and watched Casino Royale. Oh, nice. I'm watching like seeing him so young and like naive and just noticing like for a bond franchise like we've never seen this kind of growth for a bond character Mm -hmm. and like as a character study just like watching how he changed and as he comes out of the he climbs the ladder at the very end when he knows his fate is is sealed Mm -hmm. and he's trying to get madeline on the line he has his last little moment with q and just like the way he's even talking it's like so different from how he would Mm -hmm. talk in like the earlier movies He's just so much more open and like mm-hmm. in tune with his emotions and not just like because he couldn't have emotions. No, yeah, he, he like, didn't have emotions until we had some at the Skyfall. beginning, but they had to get throughout the course of Casino Royale. He realized like what he had to do to be a double O seven uh, mm-hmm. to be a double O. Mm-hmm. He couldn't trust anyone. Where he as soon as he did, he paid the price for it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he became so cold, mm-hmm. and then you just like you kind of see that come full circle, and then he just like says that lovely thing. Mm-hmm. about his child yeah and it's that's... just such a great completion of an arc it was beautiful nice well really said that was it was pretty cool the whole like how he got the the nanobots yeah. let's say of madeline on the, and the child on him yeah that was like, cool. he's like she's like what is this and he's like insurance yeah and it was it was yeah sweet rami malik did win in the that end. arm break as well yeah that was rough <laughs> it was um what do i have here oh yeah the uh the mi6 crew so q and money penny they had and and m yeah uh, they had so much chemistry they did they were just it was banter all the time and it felt so natural i they really all, enjoyed and that yeah just like how they brought all those core characters together for this mission like they yeah. all had to kind of work together yeah. and like bounce ideas off of each other mm-hmm. was, that was really nice and i thought this was the first time where we got a real relationship between bond and the new m like mm-hmm. their relationship is a lot more professional than it was with like judy dench mm-hmm. there's like respect there but they're very bond he, it feels like it's almost m competing for bond's respect a little bit mm-hmm. like he feels like he has to earn bond's trust all the time like mm-hmm. with his decision making so like that relationship i really enjoyed as well like mm-hmm. When he keeps making the jabs about him like drinking constantly, yeah, yeah, like, that was just the dust did not change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I thought Ray Ray Fiennes did a great job of being this like stress. He was so stressed. Yeah, he the was entire stressed. Movie. <laughs> he just looks so disheveled. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and yeah, it was. I thought I thought they gave Q a lot to do in this mm-hmm. one as well. Thankfully, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That whole scene where they go visit him in the apartment. It just. Mm-hmm. I was just glued to the screen for like all those sequences. <laughs> um what else do i have here oh yeah the, the misty forest scene it seemed a bit random about how we got there it was like there was like 17 cars in a helicopter yeah. and then it was all quiet and we're yeah. just misty forest <laughs> okay i'll let that slide the forest scene alone though as just as that it looks so good it looked man. nice and it was it was cool to see him kind of using the environment yeah. a natural environment using kind of thing. smarts mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, pushing the car down on the smiley guy. Yeah, smiley (laughs) guys. Leah said you uh, brought her acting chops. Yeah. She brought so much emotion. I liked her a lot more in this one than I did the last one. Yeah, for sure. I think they actually made her a proper character in this film. (laughs) A bit more camp in this movie. Uh, the whole poison farm, secret base. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, then, less than Spectre. Well, when Q's like hacking, it's like, you have access, Blofeld's eye. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you know, that's that's Bond. It's silly, right? Yeah, exactly. And I didn't really expect them to touch on Spectre at all. Really? <laughs> Not really. Like, I thought maybe like a, like a little nod or whatever, but mm-hmm. I didn't think we were going to get like another Spectre meeting. I didn't True. think it would go to that extent. But they wrapped that up really well. It was a good way of quickly... You know, okay, everyone, everyone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it made sense. Mm-hmm. It made sense with the plot reprogramming the DNA. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a very like layered movie. Like it was quite com- complicated. I wasn't just like completely. Well, I feel like it. most of Craig's bonds are quite yeah convoluted and complicated. Exactly. There are a few moments where I'm like, wait, like who who's who? Like <laughs> whose allegiance is where? And mm-hmm. that's kind of how it should be. You shouldn't just kind of you know get it immediately because mm-hmm. otherwise there's just not enough going on mm-hmm. so i'm like really looking forward to seeing it again and i'm sure i'll like pick a few things up i did mm-hmm. the first time it's layered it was made like that it's an extras reference for anyone okay <laughs> it's ben stiller talking about dodgeball <laughs> he's like what am i gonna do pop on dodgeball again he's gonna laugh he's gonna see things he didn't see the first time it's layered it was made like that <laughs> but yeah it sounds like we're just kind of you know riffing positives there's not been a ton of structure that no i mean obviously the biggest negative is is this whole villain arc. And I think it's because they definitely prioritize what you talked about, kind of this changing and emotional growth of Bond. Yeah. And then they had to kind of slip in a villain there and it, it, that was lost. Yeah. Like he doesn't really learn his name until mm-hmm. like over halfway. I through. mean, like what kind of, what other action franchise or movie could get away with having such a poor villain and we're, and you're still giving it a nine, right? Right. I mean, I, I don't think the villain was poor. Like I enjoyed his screen time when it was there. And I'm all for like, you know, they kind of went for a bit of the Hannibal Lecter route where it was like, he's not in the movie much, but his presence is like definitely very felt. Was his presence felt for you? Not, I'm not comparing him to Hannibal Lecter. No, okay. So I think that's what their, that's what their angle was. was Like, let's just have him like Mm -hmm. come in a few scenes, but when he does, he really pulls, pulls Mm -hmm. your attention. Mm -hmm. And I did find that to an extent. Like I thought he was really good in the opening, you know? Yeah. The mask was like very imposing. It's scary, yeah. Yeah, and then I I liked how he like was able to just get in Madeline's head, even seeing her all those years later. Mm-hmm. He's like, I completely own you, or whatever. I've mm-hmm. seen that look in your eyes. So I was like, okay, this guy is like really about like possessing people. He's got that kind of like mm-hmm. flaw to him, and that was ultimately his downfall because Bond played into that. Mm-hmm. But I would agree that that's not enough across. Yeah. Like they didn't really explain the like this disfiguration on his face really. Like, yeah, his, you assume his, it's just a byproduct of uh, his work. I thought it was because his family all got poisoned uh, by Mr. White, and he just survived. Yeah, I watched it last night. Man. I'm yeah. coming off this fresh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the the deep. You're right. Is like his deeper motivations of like wanting to kill millions of people never. It's never it never yeah. clicked. It never really made sense. You didn't to me. get it. You didn't really get much of a monologue. Well, you got a monologue from him, but it didn't extend to his further motives yeah like it, i thought they were going to touch on like they were going to use this technology to and get the dna from databases of everyone who's like murdered or like yeah, a crime yeah. so that would have made mm-hmm. maybe that's what it was but it wasn't clear enough mm-hmm. so that was you know and maybe, i didn't understand like why he was obsessed with the child and then he just lets it lets the girl yeah, go yeah that was a bit weird <laughs> <laughs> i will i will say yeah didn't like that yeah um 
Did you, apparently, there's a rumor that he was Remy Malik was going to be Doctor No. Oh, I see. But then they kind of scrapped that. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good call. I guess maybe one reason he let the child go was because like he. It was clear that he wanted the child to like. It's kind of hit back to his thing. Like he really wanted the child to kind of like look up to him and like mm-hmm. see him as an authority figure but she just like didn't respect him mm-hmm. so eventually he's like oh like you're not worth it but it is it, it, you're leaving too much to the audience there to like, yeah. have to connect the dots well especially because he was like obsessed with this child yeah. not 10 seconds ago right yeah <laughs> looks like she was getting really heavy as well and he's walking and again please <laughs> i really liked the casting of the young bond or bond's daughter yeah, she was, yeah. She had that those piercing blue eyes just mm-hmm. like just like Daniel Craig and I really liked the scene where, you know, he meets her for the first time and she's like, "Oh, he's not yours." Yeah, he's like, or she's not yours. But, but, but the eyes. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I want to show you something." He's like, "What? More more children?" <laughs> that was nice. It's a good banter. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, some good humor in this. Yeah, just when like Q was like, "Oh my god, Bond, oh, you're yeah. back." <laughs> Oh, please, Q. I know he's been staying with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very good. I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this movie really it knew when to take like time to breathe. Like, I never really thought I'd see Bond making breakfast for like a child mm. in a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. But it's like interesting seeing this cold-hearted, cold-blooded killer in all these like new scenarios, mm-hmm. and they're still finding, you know, twenty-five movies in, they're still finding little moments to like do fresh things like mm-hmm. i don't think bond has ever died before yep as far as i know i yeah i don't think he has uh, yeah, very confident so like that was a very bold move and it really cemented like a five movie epic saga that mm-hmm. each one was a sequel we've never seen that in bond we've never seen bond have a child True. before we've never seen bond die before mm-hmm. we've never seen bond open up to this degree mm-hmm. we've never seen him make like such a moving hero's choice at the very end mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so overall I, I just feel so much more emotionally satisfied yep. than i thought i would yeah i thought i would just see like a fun movie and i was like if he does die it's gonna be like a little nod to like oh is he really dead at the that's end that's what i thought too but yeah no. they just went for it and like really closed the chapter so mm-hmm. i like really respect, respect yeah i'm that. glad they went that route um do you want to rank your five craig films yeah i do <laughs> okay i i would really like to see this again before i you know do this permanently so mm-hmm. i will just use that as a disclaimer i'm gonna go from worst to best okay so specter yeah quantum yeah skyfall Ooh! no time to die casino royale okay nothing's touching casino royale i watched it again the other day it's fucking incredible <laughs> i think i would still go specter quantum no time to die skyfall casino and again i want to see it one more time skyfall could rise back up but Mm -hmm. let's not pretend skyfall is not without its flaws as well (laughs) no skyfall's perfect such a beautiful film oh my god the plot makes no sense (laughs) the villain he gets captured on purpose (laughs) exactly it's so like touch and go whether that plan would work yeah exactly yeah everything has to fall into place we'll go in the subway at this time (laughs) (laughs) the train's gonna come we're gonna put it right at him (laughs) yeah exactly um we talked a lot about in the pre-show about Craig has had two bad bonds, two good bonds. Oh, I think you already know bonds. the answer. Okay, yeah. so does this solidify his legacy as the best bond? Oh, for me, like absolutely. I'm not. If someone's gonna sit there, and be, oh, Roger Moore. You had, you have bad. a lot of you do have a lot of kind of recency bias. Yeah, you are of the that. younger generation. Yeah, it's my bond, and other people have their bonds. So, like, I'm never gonna try and convince someone that Daniel Craig is like mm-hmm. better than Sean Connery or whatever. 
But for me, I think I think even the most diehard like Sean Connery or Roger Moore fan mm-hmm. or Pierce Brosnan fan couldn't deny that this movie had the most or this Bond had the most emotion, the mm-hmm. most cinematic integrity, mm-hmm. the most complexity. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what did your dad think of this one? He loved it. He gave it a 10. Really? Yeah. Huh. He gave it a 10 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. Like I haven't heard anyone like not like this movie i've heard some people be like oh like i thought it was decent yeah and i put myself in that camp i thought it was i thought it was pretty good yeah yeah in terms of just like its emotional conclusion Mm -hmm. i think that was what it like nailed more Mm -hmm. than i expected yeah and i think bond fans or bond heads i should say are gonna like it yeah it's got something for everyone it really does but i think people of your bond pedigree will like it more and your dad yeah exactly Um, so yeah, I wrote down it's a, it's a bit of a convoluted plot that is spread too thin when it doesn't need to be. Like you have this runtime, um, they did use it to take breaks in the pacing, but obviously they could have given you know a villain more time and kind of grown that yeah, aspect of the film. Have. But if for we for such a long movie to have such an underdeveloped villain, yeah. there's a bit of a un, bit of a balance issue. But there. they obviously definitely focused on emotional growth for Bond and this kind of send off for him. Yeah. And I think they wanted to give more time to the supporting characters, like the mm-hmm. M's and the Q's, because mm-hmm. my thinking now is like having seen this movie, I don't think we see those actors again. Really? I think if they're, they may keep like M around for yeah. whatever they do next, but I think you end it, it ended so conclusively that mm-hmm. I would, I think that they're just going to rip, rip up the book and start again. Gary Oldman as M. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Or like, all right. So just before we wrap up if mm-hmm. you were in charge of the bond franchise aside mm-hmm. from like the casting what direction do you, <laughs> you asked it? me this in the pre-show <laughs> we're going world war ii <laughs> i don't think you ever really gave me something though like if it was just up to you you're mm-hmm. the gatekeeper would mm-hmm. you keep it modern day would you go 60s 80s what would you go for like i, I almost wonder if there's a, a subtle push to kind of bring back the campy futuristic mm-hmm. gadgety bond um, just go really like fun and yeah just go really fun and like bring in a lot of humor bring in joss whedon <laughs> no thank you <laughs> bring in uh oh one of those brothers from like 21 jump street oh um fuck the oh my god what are they <laughs> uh phil and lord miller yeah. <laughs> <laughs> animated fun <laughs> So Chatty Tatum is the voice of James Bond. MGM has been sold to Amazon now. Yeah, but Universal's distributing, right? Oh, okay. So, but are we gonna get the Bond, the Bond Amazon original series? No, maybe like Q or something. <laughs> the M, the prequel series. Oh my god, I don't want to see that. M, the prequel series. <laughs> Madeline. Uh. Commander, or yeah, just call it 007 and have it be with the new Bond. Ashana Lynch. Yeah, Ashana Lynch. Yeah, that could be good. No. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I gave up my wrap-up sentence. Do you have a, a final send-off here? I think it's a great conclusion for the Daniel Craig. Thank you, Daniel Craig, for everything you've given mm-hmm. me personally. You've been a sensational Bond. You, you know, defied people's expectations. You did... You were brave to go ahead and do this. And that, uh, if you think back to 2005, just like the animosity and like the hostility people had towards this whole idea, mm-hmm. just a great example of like society en masse being proven wrong. He's too of, short. <laughs> yeah, he's bl- James Blonde, like, no, thank you. And just watching him come around and like win everyone over yeah. and get to get the send off that I think 
his earlier <laughs> films deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a really like nice moment. And I think I think I maybe even shed a tear towards the end. Nice. Alright. Alright then. Well we'll be back soon. That was a quite a long episode. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode and we hope you enjoyed No Time to Die. Yep. Uh, I've been Amon. I've been Anthony. Thanks for listening. <laughs>